What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to the Contractor Secrets Podcast. All right, so today we're getting educational. Today is one of those days where I bring to you value that is going to force you to take action if indeed you fall in the category of which someone should be taking action. So here's your disclaimer. If you're listening to this, you are going to be sold and sold hard on the idea that you need to hire a bookkeeper. And I'm letting you know now because I don't want you to be misled. I don't want you to go halfway through the episode and be like, Tanner's selling me hard on this. I really just want you to listen and really understand why I'm so passionate about this topic. So today I have Melissa Honan with Bookkeeping for Painters. She's very passionate about this and uh, I am too. I think that it's a must have if you want to grow your business and uh, she's here to showcase why. So tune in right now. The great interview with Melissa starts right now. Contractors all over the world are wanting more, more time, more freedom, more impact. The way we do this is through implementing systems, processes, standards. Welcome to the Contractor Secrets Podcast. Here we hit business strategy, coaching, mindset, motivation, the tools you need for success. So strap in, listen up, and get ready to grow on the Contractor Secrets Podcast. What is up, everyone? Welcome to the Contractor Secrets Podcast. I have Melissa here with Bookkeeping for Painters, and I've heard about you guys. Um, I've seen you throughout the PCA. Uh, just the name's catchy. It's like, you know, who's who's niching down that hard uh, into, <laughs> into our space? Uh, and, uh, you know, seeing you guys through various social media channels. We've recently connected, and the goal of today's podcast is to hear a little bit about what you do um, and, uh, and why it is that you do it and why it would benefit anyone listening. So tell us a little bit about yourself and how this all got started and maybe bring us into what bookkeeping for painters is. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for having me on. Um, I, uh, really appreciate everything that you're doing here and, and having us as a guest, uh, to give people a background. I, I laugh because, uh, we are very niched down. Yes. And we get that feedback a lot, but, um, you know, back in 2016, uh, my husband and I wanted to do something in the accounting space. Um, and we had a background in painting. My husband ran a painting company. His father wow. ran a painting company and we knew, well, painters need help. Um, so, uh, we just decided that if we're going to do this, we're going to do this with the people that we love to work with. And that's painters. You know, it's, it's interesting, you know, I think, I don't think I've seen a bookkeeping for roofers, a bookkeeping for flooring guys, uh, you know, <laughs> not yet, not yet, not yet. It, it, they're coming. They're, I, I sure think we definitely, we, we paved the way. And it's funny. Cause I do get a lot of, I, I work really in depth in the educational sphere on the bookkeeping side of things. And there, there are people that are, are, are kind of copying our model now. And I love that because I want there to be experts for yeah. everybody in the trades and for them to have, you know, what we're offering to the painting industry, which is, you know, we're expert advisors and expert bookkeeping specialists that understand painting businesses. And we can take the emotional burden 
off of the business owner to have to explain how a painting business works. Uh, you know, when they go to a regular bookkeeper or a regular accountant, they have right. to explain, you know, why are you breaking out your labor between field labor and overhead? You know, what sure. are sundries? Uh, they don't have to do that with us. <laughs> That's really neat, you know, and it's cool. And and here's here's something that I want to share. When I first started my business, I sought out an accountant. I started in 2016. Social media was there, just you know, I don't think it's definitely not what it, what it is now. No. <laughs> um, and the idea that I had in my brain was like, hey, your accountant needs to be somebody you could drive over to, over to the office and talk to, yeah. you know. And that was what I did. I had I wanted to find someone local that if I, you know, I, I in my head I needed my bank to be there and I needed my accountant to be there. Maybe back yeah. in the day, uh, that was important. But now, you know, I have a virtual bank and, you know, yep. obviously I've already built that relationship with my accountant. But now if I were to start a business, I would be 100% okay with someone virtually running my books because it's all done on the computer anyway. Exactly. And what I found is that, you know, especially when the first wave of COVID hit and everybody started going online, uh, people started to realize what was possible. And we've been virtual the entire time. And that's always been a pain point is, well, I can't, I can't drive and see you. Um, no, but now we can zoom and, and I am here just as much as most of your local accountants, there are still right. tons of regular accountants that are on the cloud. Um, so cloud-based accounting has always been around but it's definitely more acceptable now and, and more seen. And uh, that's something that we really excel at is taking people that are, you know, on the ground, or maybe you're still on desktop software, and we will bring you onto the cloud and make it easy for you. Let's see your win on our audience here, because a lot of our audience, we're not talking about people that have been in business for 10, 15 years. These are most of the individuals that listen to this uh, are, are starting out maybe three, five years in. They don't have all of this crazy overhead. They don't have all these things. And Good. someone convinced them that if they if they get on QuickBooks and do it themselves, they can save a bunch of money. What are your thoughts on that? Um, I think that there are some business owners that can. I and, and I won't insult anyone's intelligence. I think that you could do bookkeeping, right? Basic bookkeeping. You could get on QuickBooks online and DIY it. Is it the best use of your time? No. Can everybody do it? Uh, definitely not. And there are, you know, a lot of, I think more, I think there's more cons to it than there are pros because you are a painting business owner. You are an expert in painting. Um, we are the experts in bookkeeping and we are the experts in tax. So unless you're a painting business owner that moonlights as a tax professional, which I've seen, um, <laughs> or, you know, is a CPA is keeping up with local tax law, um, you know, then it's probably not the best use of your time. Um, I say that all the time. And it's, <laughs> and it's because it's always changing, right? It's almost it like if, if you've never painted a house in five years, you wouldn't be up to date on all the products. You wouldn't be up to date on all the uh, equipment, right? So it's like, exactly. I'm a big fan of outsourcing expertise uh, to help you stay good at what you're good at. And we'll be good at what we're good at. And we're going to get to the goal faster, more efficiently. Um, can One thing, let's go back to a more rudimentary conversation. What is, in your opinion, well, factual too, the def definition between bookkeeping, uh, the difference between bookkeeping and accounting? 
great question. So for what we do as bookkeepers, in, in short, uh, we keep track of every payment, purchase, um, any other transaction your business completes. Uh, we will make sure that your payroll is reported uh, appropriately um, on your reporting. So for instance, making sure that you're breaking out, and, and this is going to be a shock for a lot of people listening to this, breaking out your payroll liabilities from the actual pay that you're paying your employees and making sure that your employees are categorized appropriately. Uh, are those field labor? Is it uh, overhead labor? Are you breaking out your owner's salary? Um, those items are really important uh, to make sure that you're getting the reporting that you need in your business. So that's at, in bookkeeping in short, that's what we're taking care of. Um, but we also uh, offer receipt management. So we're also filing away every receipt um, and accounting for every dollar spent, uh, attaching those receipts to those transactions as well to make sure that your books are as audit proof as possible. Um, so we definitely go beyond your basic bookkeeping. Now, the difference between bookkeeping and accounting, they're definitely similar, right? You know, bookkeeping is going to be the foundation. When we talk about accounting, that's typically going to be tax focused. Um, the, the, the ultimate goal of like your CPA is to file a tax return, not to give you frequent, accurate financial reports that you can use in your business month to month. Um, they are going to, if they're doing your bookkeeping, bookkeep to your tax return not, again, to the information that you need operationally to make decisions in your business. You need to know what your materials percentage is, at least the total, if not on a job-by-job -job basis. You need to know what your labor costs are. You need to have an idea of what your overhead is so that when you're figuring out your pricing, you can have that as part of it. Um, when you have somebody that's just an accountant or is doing accounting work and it's more um, you know, focus towards the tax return rather than managerial accounting, you're not going to get that data that you really need. So what you offer is the whole package? I would say yes, we definitely offer the whole package. Besides, we do not actually physically do your payroll. Um, anyone that does payroll is a masochist. I swear <laughs> it is just a nightmare. Everyone knows if you're hey, doing your own payroll of, right we're now. We're big fans of Gusto over here. I love Gusto. And that is always my recommendation. More than half of my clients, I just tallied it up, um, are using Gusto. I use Gusto for my own firm as well. I'm sure you're and a partner by now. I am. Yeah. We yeah. got a lot, a lot of gusto. And, um, but yes, we do, you know, full suite bookkeeping uh, with uh, financial advising, tax planning and strategy and tax preparation. Um, so it. we're going to take you from that, you know, we go anywhere from the basics of bookkeeping all the way to, you know, a full suite accounting service for your painting company. Can I share with you a story? Yes, I'd love to hear. So early on, again, just, you know, I went bold with hiring an accountant that handled both bookkeeping and accounting. And at that time, I was quoted like $350 to do it. Now, I was I was very apprehensive because at that time, that's a lot of money to me. That it was is. more than my car payment, you know, and and I, I couldn't quite justify it at the time. But one thing that the gentleman who sold me on it said, you know, we're going to do what, you know we're good at, you do what you're good at. Just like yeah. you said. And it was like, I could sell more jobs confidently knowing that this area of my business is taken care of. No, not knowing that in about a year and a half, I would have met my, my now wife. And there would have been a time where we were looking for a home and, uh, you know, this, 
as a self-employed individual, when you are applying for a mortgage and you do not have two years of solid business tax returns, you do not get a mortgage. Mm -hmm. And I'm so grateful that I invested in that because not only was I able to get my first house with my, with my wife, when it came time for us to expand, knowing that, you know, we have children and we wanted something a little bigger, it wasn't, it was easy because again, the books were so tight, the numbers were there. And I said, wow, you know, if I didn't do that, look at what I look at the payment I would have had to have made uh, now. And yeah, I'm sure retro retroactively, it could have been done, which would have cost a lot more money. And I probably could have figured it out. But just knowing that, you know, that there was such a benefit to doing it and, it and it feels so good to be on such a strong financial foundation, not only for that, but it helps with the idea of maybe selling my company one day and having a strong track record of, you know, sales margin. So I'm sure you heard tons of different stories like that. But the reason I'm bringing this up is because there's people listening to this right now that, mm-hmm. that don't do their books. They don't have an accountant and they don't have a bookkeeper and they're floating along and they're heading to a brick wall. In my personal opinion, they're working hard for something that may not give them any fruits later down uh, along the line. So, you know, let's cut to it. And I, I still want to talk more value, but like, I don't want anyone to shut this podcast off too soon. How do people get a hold of you? And if they do get a hold of you, what can they expect? Great question. So the best way to find me is our website, which is bookkeepingforpainters.com. We have a contact page and anybody that schedules a a quick call on that page, it will be scheduled with me. Um, This is something that is so important to me that I head our client success team. Uh, I take care of all of the sales and transition any new clients into onboarding. Um, As a business owner, I just think that I want to make sure that this is the right fit for them. And it's such a, it's so valuable to me that I want them to know that the owner is there. If they ever need anything, they can reach out to me directly. Um, Oh, go ahead. Oh, go ahead. No. Yeah. You finish. Yeah. And, um, I forgot the second part of your question. Well, the second part is, you know, what, (laughs) what can they expect? Let's say they do pull the trigger and let's say, for example, they haven't done taxes in two years, Melissa, you're stepping into some mud here, Yeah. but maybe they're a little intimidated about that. Right. Yeah. Um, Yeah. And I'm sure you've dealt with this. So I really want to eliminate any limiting beliefs that someone listening to this might be like, oh, well, I don't know. I'm, I'm not. I'm, I'm an outlier here. So I kind of want to get like the worst case scenario. Someone listening to this doesn't have any books. They know they need it done. They sign up with you. What happens? Like, how does that work? Great question. So I always tell every client that I meet with, like, don't be embarrassed when you come to me and tell me what you're working with. Cause I guarantee I've seen worse and I am a no judgment zone, right? Because if you're coming to me, you're telling me, you know, yes, I've been a mess, but I'm ready to do better and I'm ready to yeah. be better and I need help to do that. And it's my job on a completely no judgment. I don't, you know, if you've been paying people under the table, if you've, you know, been, you know, using a spreadsheet, if you haven't been using anything, you're just using Venmo to send requests to your clients, like whatever it is, you haven't done taxes. And this is when we just finished up. If you haven't done taxes in seven years, um, we will get you to that point where those seven years are done. Oh, and um, the feeling, listen, I got to pause there. Cause I can already feel the feeling of if that were me 
And like when Melissa sends you like these clean books of like clean numbers, <laughs> like you're just going to feel so proud uh, and like, you'll feel a little safe. You'll be like, all right. Cause we all have that little uh, voice in the back of our head. Like, eh, you know, maybe, you know, hopefully uh, I don't get caught here, but you know, it's good, you know, and that's, that's yeah. the goal. And that's the thing too, is just that, that looming threat of the IRS, honestly, it is there. Right. And our goal is to just get you out of that. And so, you know, if you come to me, you don't have books, that is okay. We're going to set you up on QuickBooks. We're going to hold your hand or your virtual hand and get everything connected and set up and show you how to use it. Um, we're going to get you set up on a receipt management system. We're going to get you to download it, teach you how to use it. I will get on a call with any of your guys if they need to learn how to use it. We'll go above and beyond in that aspect. Um, and then really when it comes to like, you know, tax items, um, our goal again is, is to, we're not trying to take advantage of anybody that's outstanding. And so that's where we'll come to you with a plan and say, okay, this is our recommendation. This is another offer you know, option that you'll have, you know, we'll bring you several different options for what you feel like is best. If you want to bust out seven years in taxes, you know, in two months, we could do that, but we'll also give you an option to do it a little bit slower to help you DIY some of it, because we do understand that when you do get, you know, behind this far that you could be afraid that the cost is going to be astronomical. We work with people because our goal is to help as many painting businesses as we can, not to take advantage of anybody in a bad situation. So we do offer payment plans. Um, we do offer, um, you know, options where, Hey, if you do X, Y, Z, it's going to cut the cost in half. You just have to do that by this date. And then we can do this. Yeah, um, this is, really this is flexible. a, this is a, this is a growth move. And yes. on this podcast, I like to talk about growth moves. I like to talk about this because the impact that doing a decision like this could have, not only in your mental health, but for your team members, for the people that work for you every day, you know, they need to know that they're on a strong financial foundation. It's so important because you cannot grow a building on sand. And I feel like there's only a few things that need to be really cemented when starting a business. And that's, of course, your licensing, um, your, your bank situation and, and your, and your taxes, you got to make sure the numbers are right. And you got to make sure it's done legitimately. Like that separates the legitimate painting companies, you know, versus the professional painters, the people that are not sure if they're actually going to be successful. And I think that some people are still on the fence about that, of whether or not it's actually going to work out. And if you're listening to this and that's you, the best way to ensure that it works out is to do things in a way that aligns with the time period of when it's working out. All right. So you, you line it up for that time and that's taking care of your numbers. And I wouldn't be heavily hitting this if I didn't know that this is such a, a, a sore topic. Um, if you're listening to this, you know, really, this is a no brainer here. I, I really hope that, uh, you know, you pull over or you stop working, you go to bookkeepingforpainters.com and you, uh, and you reach out to Melissa. So a couple more, I'm going to extract some wisdom from you. Um, let's talk about, let's talk about a couple of things. The first thing is, um, can you explain the difference between an LLC and an S corporation? Yes. And this is one of the biggest questions that I get. And, um, I'm going to have some, I'm gonna have some good numbers on this too, uh, recently. So it'll show people the difference, but an LLC is a limited liability company. And the importance of an LLC is that it's separating your business from your personal assets. Okay. And so when 
even if you're a sole proprietor, so say you just start your, you're just, you know, a one-man show, you're not an S corporation, you still want to be an LLC because that's protecting you. So if something happens in your business, you have a guy fall off a ladder, you mess up somebody's house, you run over somebody's dog when you're leaving their driveway, like if they sue your company for whatever reason, they can't come over after your personal assets. Okay. Now an S corporation is goes a little bit more related to how you're going to be taxed. Okay. And so the biggest thing I get from people is, well, do I want to be an LLC or an S corp? And the answer is both depending on your financial picture. And so you always want to be an LLC in the sense, you know, even if you're a, a partnership, if you're, you know, just one guy, whatever that might be, it's just, how are you electing to be taxed? And so when you're just a regular LLC, you're going to file a personal tax return with a Schedule C. If you elect to be taxed as an S-Corp, that's going to change and that's going to be an S-Corporation tax return. And this really depends on if that's the right move for you. If you get to, and, and this you know recommendation will vary depending on who you talk to, but approximately $100,000 in profit, it will make a difference in your taxes. And now you can be an S corporation, officially become an S corporation, and you can still be elected, you can elect to be taxed as an S corporation. So that kind of gets into the mud of it, but overall it's, it's a little bit, you know, it, it's definitely a tax strategy. Now, what is the actual difference? Um, the difference is that uh, as an S corporation, as a business owner, you need to take a salary. Um, you want to have that be considered a reasonable salary, but as low of a salary as you can, and you're going to pay your regular payroll taxes on that. Um, but what will happen then is that when you take the additional money as profit at the end of the year, you'll be paying a lower tax rate on that. Whereas as a sole proprietor, just an LLC, not being taxed as an S corp, you're paying that self-employment tax on all of the money. And as an example, we just got back the numbers. We helped about a dozen people become an S corporation or elect to be taxed as an S corporation this year. And the savings ranged from $10,000 to $50,000 wow. just in those clients. The so if average you're an LLC, was $25,000. That's crazy. That's crazy. And I heard early on to be an S corp and... I've always tried to explain it, but I'm just going to snippet this out from now just forward and I'm just going to steal your explanation. <laughs> um, Go ahead. Well, the caveat uh, is uh, some of these smaller guys, though, you don't want to take it too early because yeah. it, it might not benefit you. And so that is where, again, like you said, having those books, having accurate financial reports so that you know when yeah. you get to that point is going to be really important. Let's talk about profit and how money should be allocated as a business owner, right? Mm -hmm. You mentioned paying yourself a salary. You know, somebody who's working by themselves says, well, what do you mean, Melissa? I do the work <laughs> and I put the check in my business account. What the heck? This lady is not an expert. Well, she <laughs> is because she's referring to you separating yourself from the business. It's kind of weird if you it think is. about it that way, because you are the business if you're by yourself, but as you grow, you won't just be the only influence in the business. So can you explain a little bit about taking dividends? Does it matter when they transfer the money from business account to personal? If they're the only owner of their business, can they do it as frequently as they want? Or like you mentioned, do they have to wait until the end of the year to take profits? How does that work and what's the best way to do it? 
Great question. So part of the requirement of being an S-Corp is that the business owner does take a regular salary that's set at a certain amount. Um, for anybody that's a sole proprietor, you know, you're an LLC, you're not required to run payroll. Everything that you take out of the company is going to be an owner's distribution. And you can do that as frequently or sporadically as you want. You do not have to wait to the end of the year, but it is definitely a best practice in my opinion, for you to set a regular monthly payment or a biweekly or a weekly payment like you would if you were paying an employee because it's going to be good for your budgeting but also good for the business as well. Because I see a lot of smaller business owners as they start to rapidly grow. You know, if you went from, uh, I, I'm doing $150,000 a year, 100, 150, it's just me and an, an occasional help to all of a sudden you're at 500,000, 600,000 and you're pulling all of that money out you know, I know it, I know it feels good to have a new truck and I know it feels good to, you know, re so renovate your house, but too. you just click the button so easy to transfer and click that button, but you need to think of your future. And you also need to think of the tax liability. That's going to come from that. Right, growth. Cause you are paying taxes every time you, you transfer that sucker that, but also your tax liability going from a hundred thousand dollar business to a $500,000 business. You have to a lot for 30 to 40% of every dollar you make is going to mm -hmm. go to taxes. And if you don't set that aside throughout the year, you're going to get hit in the throat by the IRS when it comes time <laughs> for tax time. Like it's going to, it's going to be a stressor because yeah. then guess what? All of your money next year is going to go to paying that IRS bill from the previous year and you're right. setting yourself up. Wow. So sounds like not only will they get a good uh, service from you. They're going to get some coaching too, which I like, because I think that's what you have to do. If you enter this game to help contractors being a contractor and also coaching them and offering services, just like you, you know, I've told you a little bit about what I do. Um, it's important that, you know, the investment is there and I only bring in people on this podcast that are authentic. So again, reiterating here, there's, this is your sign, <laughs> you know, there's, you should be in, in fluxed with, with requests after this, um, because I love this audience. They're all striving, you know, uh, they, they put up with me and they, and they listen to my coaching sessions. And I know sometimes I, I churn them a little bit about th certain things. And I've been in that position where, you know what, it's one of those things that I know I need to do. Don't tell me, you know, I'm a business owner. I make decisions when I make them. And it's like, listen, I want everyone to grow, but I want them to grow off of a strong foundation. And it's, it's important yeah. we do that, um, you know, through, through strong fundamental accounting practices. So um, last, I know we're short on time. So last question for you um, in terms of um, in terms of job costing, what's the appropriate way to job cost? What are some numbers? What are some uh, metrics that we should be factoring in when calculating job cost? That's a great question. Um, for those of you that are on QuickBooks Online, I highly recommend utilizing QuickBooks Online projects. It's a great, easy way to get the necessary numbers. Um, you definitely want any labor that is being spent on that job, um, any materials that are being spent on that job, and you can get you know a general uh, gross profit from that. A lot of people do break down further their overhead on each individual job, um, but I think that if you do have solid accounting and you have an overall um, total of how you know, how you're performing, um, that might not necessarily be necessary on a job by job basis. Overall, you need to know what the labor was, what the materials was, and uh, you know what's left over at the end.
yeah and, and of course just you make know, it easy make it easy make it simple utilize that to grow i'm a big fan of job costing i think it's great so yeah definitely um, with so, the, you did mention the burden as well but for me i think that a lot of people do get wrapped up if i'm not doing job costing very complicated that uh, I'm not yeah. doing it right. And for right. me, it's like, make it as easy as possible to get the numbers yeah. that you need. You could always complicate it. Later. Yeah. You're going to have a little <laughs> variation. It's never going to be yeah. perfect, but that's the cool thing about being in contracting is usually you're utilizing the same, the different materials every time. And you can allot certain materials to certain jobs. So exactly. um, listen, Melissa, this was a pleasure. I probably would invite you back on again. Uh, and, and, you know, sometime in the future, just to, just to catch up with you and refresh this idea. Cause it's a fight that you're going to always be fighting is to win <laughs> contractors over, but a couple points I just want to hit on real quick. Don't worry that she's virtual. It doesn't matter. Okay. I have a virtual bank account now. I mean, things are happening in the cloud. Um, it, you know, I don't even see my accountant and they're, they're 10 miles away. Everything's virtual even there. So it doesn't really matter. Um, in terms of, uh, in terms of, uh, Melissa's service. Listen, you get what you pay for. These are one of the things that I always tell people, like, don't count the cost. Stop worrying about the cost. It, it, you're going to, she's going to give you a price. Good. You want her to feel good about uh, what she's charging you. So she's motivated to do great work for you and can take care of her team. All right. You don't want someone that's cheap. Just like when we go to estimates and we yes. expect top dollar because we've got to take care of our team. So, so support her in, in her mission. Um, that's number two. Uh, and, and number three, th this entire thing wrapping up here. Okay. You know, maybe right now you might be thinking, oh, I don't need to do this. If you want to grow, you do. If you want to buy a house one day, you do. If you want your team to have pride and feel safe in your environment of working together, you do. So take care of it. You know, Melissa, I, I've never pushed anyone as hard on this and I don't mean for this to be a sales pitch. It's not what this is. This is like a survival pitch and uh, you know, this is why I do it. I really want to help everyone listening. I think it'd be a good move for everyone to reach out to Melissa at bookkeepingforpainters.com. Awesome. Any last Thank thoughts? You so much. No, I just, I definitely, um, you know, appreciate that you're coming from a place of care and that's exactly where we're coming from. Um, we want to help every painting business owner that we can, if that's working together, if that's providing free content to make sure that they're doing what they need to be doing. And, um, I thank you so much for having me on your podcast. Yeah, you're welcome. All right. Well, I look forward to hearing some great results and we'll catch up next time. What's up, guys? Thanks so much for listening to that interview uh, with Bookkeeping for Painters. Stick around. We have a pro spotlight coming up next. Uh, so if you are on the fence about signing up for drip jobs, uh, just hang around and hear a little bit about how Mark is using drip jobs in his painting business. So tune in here in a second. And thank you guys again for listening to the Contractor Secrets Podcast. What's up, everyone? I'm here with Mark Bradford. Okay, first of all, let me start with this. You were one of the most skeptical people to ever use drip jobs. What's changed, man? Do you like it? Was it worth it? Um, yeah, absolutely. I mean, the, the biggest thing is like the return on investment is like instant. As soon as you integrate it with, um, you know, the stuff that you already have in place. Um, you know, I linked it with my website, uh, with nice. my get a, get a uh, request a quote button. Yeah. And it's just every email, every phone call that I get uh, for, you know, customers requesting an estimate. Uh, I just redirect them to the website and drip jobs yeah. takes over from there. Love it. So yeah, it's, it's uh, definitely been a game changer. Um, I'm still learning some of the aspects of it. Um, 
you know, and I think it's, you know, it's great that there's new and updated features uh, coming in all the time. So and I'm definitely yeah. excited for the Google calendar when that comes. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, it's it's definitely it's, it's made Good, a huge man. difference. Good. Absolutely. So, yeah, that, that was one of the things is because you and I had spoke before and you weren't sure, if, you know, because sometimes it might feel like drip drops is too big. Right. Because I know that you kind of do your own thing. Are you still, you know, solo? Um, well, I do have a couple of full-time guys and a part-time guy. So, okay. you oh, know, cool. it's, right. yeah, it's, um, we're definitely growing. Um, you know, so we want to use, you know, whatever's appropriate as we grow. And I yeah. think that growing you know, to it. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so there's, there's still some features of drip jobs that I don't utilize yet, but that's just because I need to take the time to really fine tune them and tweak them. Absolutely. Um, so I still use every part of it. It's just, um, there's, there's some parts of my, my old estimating process that work in tandem. Yep. Um, you know, so eventually we'll be merging that. Um, so Great. I was, like I said, it's just, you know, it's a fine tuning. So, so process. you got, so a couple of things, you mentioned the booking link and I just want to make sure you know this. I know you're directing people to go to your website, but we added a button on the bottom menu. Uh, it says new request. Have you seen that on the drip jobs app? Um, that I don't know that I've seen that. No, you got to check it out. So okay. if someone calls you, you hit that button and you just punch in their phone number and it sends them the link. So you oh, don't have cool. to say, Hey, go to the website. You just hit that button, put in their phone number. And then just like that, they get the link to fill out the form. Oh, even better. Yeah. So save a step there. So you've been um, using it now for, I think two months. We reached out to you cause you're killing it. Um, just curious in terms of the, you've been sending proposals. Have people been responding to the automated messages? Um, yeah. I mean, for the most part, uh, getting onto the drip jobs, um, drips and getting to scheduling is been very quick. Um, so honestly, most of the responses that I've been getting through the automated, uh, responses have been like, um, just after because you send I, the proposal mostly after I send the proposal right. and, you know, um, so I, I've, gotten maybe one or two where they were kind of on the fence and the automated email helped sway them over to the side. Yeah. So, um, but for the most part, it's, you know, a lot of them have been just, I go out, do the estimate, um, you know, and they want to get on the schedule within the next couple of days. So, um, yeah, absolutely. So, So overall, would you say, I mean, it's, it's pretty easy, you know, software can be pretty crazy. I mean, one of our focuses as a company is to like, try to make it as simple as possible for you to get in, do what you need to do and get out. Do you feel as though like, you know, it's pretty easy to navigate and use? I think once you spend a good day, day and a half with it, it's yeah, you, you can jump right in as long as you're, you know, somewhat computer savvy. Absolutely. Yeah. So it's, yeah, it's getting, and it's getting more user-friendly. I feel like. Yeah. Yeah. Did uh, you notice we started putting the, uh, the lead sources there on the, on the deal cards? Yeah, that's great. <laughs> yeah, it's just like being that. able to see where people come from, right? Yeah, and the customers <laughs> have been using it too. It's yeah, great. yeah. Well, yeah, we force them to on that yeah. form. <laughs> yeah. I wondered because it just started all of a sudden. I'm like, yeah. oh, word of mouth, cool. Yeah, yeah. word of mouth, okay. and you know what? Gen generally, people are really honest on there, um, yeah. which is cool. You know, it's yeah. not like you know they just like pick whichever one. 
because I'll kind yeah. of follow up. So I'm like, how'd you hear about it? It's just to see if they lied. You know, yeah. I was like, all right, that matches with what you put. <laughs> yeah. It's like, yeah. I got data that I need to look at, ladies. So make sure you're, you're, you're correct here. Um, right. No, that's exactly. awesome, man. So just last thing, man, I always like to end with this on one of these is you were on the fence more than, like I said, anyone. I think you tried it and then you didn't use it. And then I think Mike gave you a kick in the butt. And I was like, dude, give yeah. it a try. We sat down. If you uh, could reach, if you could talk to somebody that's on the fence, maybe just doesn't have a good system or has their own system and they're thinking about drip jobs, what's one thing you would say to them, you know, uh, to, to sway them? I would say, I mean, you're not, you're not locked in, um, you know, and it, like I said before, the return on investments immediate. If you have a decent, if you can present yourself well to the customer, drip jobs will do the rest. Boom. That's, that's it. You know, Love keep it, it simple. Mm -hmm. Keep it simple. Mark, yeah. you're the man. Continue, continued success for you, my friend. I see that you're growing and uh, I think it's only up from here. I appreciate your time, man. This was 100% voluntary on your part, bro. And it means a lot. Yep. You took time out of your day to do it. So thanks, man. Thanks a lot, Tanner.